vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batblood. Welcome to Cafe Yesterday, everyone. But this is going to be a slightly different episode. Today, we are starting my Batman miniseries. Now, as you may or may not have guessed, if you've never met me, or if you already know this, having known me, I am a world-class Batman geek. I have the tattoo, the ring, and a t-shirt hiding somewhere in my closet to prove it. Now, how can I start my Batman miniseries with anything but the OG, original, greatest animated series to date? There have been many that have done well, but the gold standard is Batman the Animated Series. This began what later becomes known as the Timbers, created by Bruce Tim and many other extremely highly talented and passionate writers, designers, artists, and voice actors from May He Rest in Peace, the late great Kevin Conroy, his partner in voice acting, Mark Hamill, the beautiful and talented Arlene Sorkin as the original Harley Quinn, even some other well-known actors such as Ron Perlman as Clayface and Adam West as a guest who, now this always cracks me up, he played a hero very similar to Batman himself back when Bruce was a child watching television back when his parents were still alive. So in a way, Adam West is doing, how do I put this? Something of a soft cameo, as it were, because he's playing a vigilante hero, much like his original Batman role from way back in, I don't even know what years those were, but it was a very campy version of Batman back then. But hearing Adam West in the original animated series, it just gave everybody a little shiver. Now, I always got confused about when exactly that show was taking place. The overall time period is technically set in the 90s, but the actual theme was post-World War II between the 40s and, 40, 40s and 50s. The general theme of Gotham was perpetual night. And, you know, as a kid, I always wondered why it always seemed like it was nighttime in Gotham City, even though we know there goes a day cycle, a night cycle, day cycle, night cycle. But it seemed like Every single time the show came on, even when it was sunny out, it still seemed dark. Come to find out, that was by design. They actually, instead of drawing on white paper and darkening everything, they the artists actually drew the show on black and very dark gray paper to make it seem like everything is just 
shadowy, dark, completely the opposite of somewhere like Metropolis, like in Superman the Animated Series, which we'll get into a whole nother day. Now, unlike most shows where episodes follow a specific order, like there's an actual episode one, two, and so on, and if you jump into the middle of the series, you're gonna miss you're gonna miss something and wonder why in the world like what in the world happened that led up to this. Batman the animated series, their episodes were meant to be mostly self-contained storylines, almost like mini-movies. And Bruce Tim actually once described each episode as a mini-movie, now that I think of it. If you missed a, a villain or another character when they were introduced, you likely won't feel like you miss entirely too much. For example, if you came in in the middle of the, of the series and saw... Two-Face or Poison Ivy doing their thing, you won't feel like, well, what got them here? This is just this is just them doing their thing. Just another just another just another episode. But if you actually start from the beginning and actually saw when the characters were introduced, you're thinking, oh, okay, so that's how it got started. And they may or may not make references to prior episodes. But largely, each episode was made to make you feel like you can want, you can jump around anywhere in the series and you won't miss a beat. In fact, one interesting thing that it never did was an origin episode. Batman was already several years into his role as Gotham's Dark Knight protector at this, at, even at the start of the series. Most shows, they have, okay, this is how Batman got started. You know, classic, his parents were killed. He goes around the world to do his training. He struggles in his first couple of years and slowly but surely gains the trust of the, the GCPD and somewhat the general public. They started this years into his role. Robin, Dick Grayson is already in college. Mostly everybody has already known each other for a long time. It did have his flashback moments regarding certain characters from Bruce's past, such as Zatanna the Magician, or that ninja who was a fellow student when Bruce was training in Japan, or even Robin's Reckoning, where we go through Robin's origin story of how what happened to his parents led him to being the second half of the dynamic duo. But it also showed that Robin, while he is technically under Bruce slash Batman, he is still his own person, his own character. And it's even shown touches of the fact that he's getting ready to branch out on his own. And we actually see that in the new adventures of Batman when the animation style was completely different. Not any worse, just different. Another thing about this show was that it didn't focus so much on trying to teach a lesson to you. If you happen to learn one from it, even better. The main goal of this show 
was to tell the stories of Gotham citizens from the vigilantes who protected to the villains that they fought from the Gotham City Police Department to everyday civilians. This show focused on character development and growth through some of the worst situations that anyone could imagine and worse. Though now, looking at it like that, I suppose the lesson is it's okay for you to stumble. It's fine if you fall. Because that is what helps you learn how to stand back up. And I have taken that lesson to heart throughout my many struggles through life. I can only hope that it's done the same thing for everyone who has enjoyed this fantastic series. Now, one thing about this show, and Batman in particular, is the rogues gallery. Nearly every one of them is displayed as a tragic or even understandable villain in some way. Each of them have various origin stories, but we'll focus on the animated series in this particular case. The Riddler, he was a 210 or higher super genius who had his work basically stolen from him by some greedy business owner when he really put in the work for it. So what happens? He turns to crime for revenge and to become renowned for his genius. He couldn't do it in his mind. He couldn't do it the legal way. So he'll have to go through the illegal way. Was he right? No. But you can kind of understand how one set of actions led to his life of crime. Then we get to Mr. Freeze, a brilliant scientist whose wife was stricken by some deadly disease. I don't remember if it was cancer or something along those lines. I believe it was cancer. He worked tirelessly to find a cure for her because he just refused uses with all of his intellect and scientific training to allow his beloved wife to die. And that is something that I completely understand. But yet, another ruthless business owner caused an accident in the lab where he's working on that cure, and that turned a normal, kind-hearted, genius loving husband into a frigid, cold-hearted, murderous shell of his former self. Then we get into Harvey Dent, an honest lawyer, one of very few in Gotham. And I do believe he actually became or was running for a district attorney at one point. He has a bad encounter with the mob along with his own personal growing psychological torments, it turned him into Two-Face, a ruthless crime boss obsessed with that two-sided coin. And I say two-sided because both sides were heads, 
but one of them got damaged. I don't know if he did it himself or if it was circumstance that led to that. I do not remember. It kind of varies. But the psychological torment of everything that's gone on in his life led him to basically turn away from everything he believed in. And of course, there's Poison Ivy, my personal favorite and the crush of many a 90s kid. She was a brilliant botanist, but depending on which version you're looking at, in Batman the Animated Series, this accident never happened, but in the comics, the man that she was working with or under pushed her into a vat of chemicals that completely changed her biology into something more akin to a plant than a human. Whereas in the series, she's just a gorgeous seductress with a strong affinity for plants. She was a, I believe it was called a bioterrorist or something along those lines. Basically, she believed that humans needed to be eradicated for the earth to heal itself. Humans were a cancer and she was the cure. Now, how right was she on that? I'll let you guys decide that for yourselves. They, among so many others, are the victims of circumstances or their own demons, or in many cases, both. That makes them sympathetic tragedies rather than the bad for giggles with the mustache twirling bit. That actually belongs to Joker. Though, actually, now that I think of it, before he never really had much an actual definitive origin story, but the generally accepted one is he was an innocent guy, got caught in a, in a crime, I believe it was a robbery, wound up at Ace Chemicals, and fell into a vat of, well, who knows what those chemicals actually were. They bleached his skin, broke his mind, and he turned from a mild-mannered gentleman to one of the most murderous, fearsome, and downright insane villains to ever grace up comic panel, our televisions, our movie screens. He is he is the other side to Batman. He's the opposite side of that coin. Which explains why Batman and Joker have that tension, that relationship with each other. In fact, the late great Heath Ledger actually says it in The Dark Knight. This is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. You won't kill me because of your morals, but I won't kill you because you're just too much fun. I think we are destined to do this forever. And you know what? He was right. They are. You just, I don't know if it's possible for, at this point, for us to have a Batman without a Joker. 
I mean, heck, even in Batman Beyond, the sequel series to Batman the Animated Series, they have a Joker gang that Terry McGinnis actually has to go up against every now and again. True, they're not necessarily his main villains, but again, Batman, Jokers. You know what? I could go on about this for literally hours. But I think this is a good time to cut things off. So everyone out there, stay safe, stay smart, and may the power protect you all.